You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. Hey, Dave, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Nick. Podcast Friday. Let's do Podcast this thing. Friday. Yep. Yep. Well, I don't and, know about you, Dave, but I had a fantastic Thanksgiving and have a lot to be thankful for. And that's also our topic today. Uh, three things that investors can be thankful for. Yeah, yeah, we can. Uh, sometimes you got to dig a little deep in 2022, but we can find some things outside of uh, football and uh, nice fall weather. Absolutely. So um, like you said, it's been kind of a a rough year might, might be a little uh, the underest- underestimation of the century there, uh, but rough year for the, in the markets. But there are a couple of things and it seems to be, and we've started to see um, things come back a little bit. So there may be some light at the end of the tunnel and some things to be thankful for. Right, right. And so, um, yeah, in a year when we've been fighting inflation. And when you talk to people like the mood about the economy and the feeling on the street is just overwhelmingly negative. Um, one thing that, uh, that we can always point to to be thankful for is that while all these things right now feel like a crisis, right? The, the market in the US economy has endured countless crises and, and continues to, uh, to grow and flourish and the markets along with it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we have a great uh, chart on uh, stock performance since the Great Depression that we'll put in the show notes here and, and kind of highlights some of the things in the last, well, since the Great Depression, since 1928, almost 100 years. Uh, and so highlighting some of those things that we've been through and some of the effects on the market and how it's been resilient and uh, rebounded. So definitely uh, thankful for the resilience of the stock market. We're starting to see some of that uh, in the last couple of months here. Yeah, you know, th- this chart shows you where the financial crisis was, where the tech bubble crash was, where Black Monday was back in 1989 when I was still in high school, uh, the stagflation of the 70s, the Cuban Missile Crisis, the Vietnam War, uh, World War II, you know, all these things felt like the uh, end of the world at the time, right? The end of the financial world anyway. Absolutely. And that's, you know, just highlighting some major ones, but there's been a, there's a lot of them that didn't make the chart uh, and <laughs> that have also affected things. And yet the stock market still continues to grow. I used to play a game with older clients when they'd come in and say like how lousy everything was right now. And this is, didn't have anything to do with the markets. I think just like the news and how the world felt. And we, we kind of back up through their life, like trying to find like when that golden age was when we didn't have anything to worry about and uh, everything was just smooth sailing and nothing but sunshine and rainbows. And, and it, it, like the, like one client I had, we, we kind of joked that, yeah, it must've been like the summer of 1954. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we picked that, but uh, it was like the Korean war was, was over or winding down and nothing else bad had happened just yet. <laughs> right. So, exactly. So, you know, a little, uh, a little inflation and, uh, and, uh, you know, supply chain issues and stuff coming out of the pandemic, um, seems pretty important right now, but, uh, probably will be a, 
blip in the chart in the future. Yeah, you know, and and you know, thinking beyond the stock market in general and, and just thinking about life, there's always bad things that are going on. And oftentimes we fail to put it into perspective. Um, and, and I guess you're you're talking to the uh, internal optimist here that it tends to lean on the positive side. Uh, I think that's fair to say about myself that I tend to be generally positive, right, Dave? We balance each other out. <laughs> but it's just one of you know, it's just one of those things that you know. Yes, there are some things going on that aren't great that we would like to fix, but. You know, if you think of all of the great things that are going on and have been in the last five and 10 years, it's really remarkable the time that we live in. So uh, it's just an interesting way to think about these things. And this is a great chart for getting yourself back to thinking about the stock market in the long term and not so worried and focused on the bad of what's happening right now in this moment. So the next point to be thankful for right now is that in spite of all of the uh, stuff that's going on and all the concern about the economy, the unemployment rate, which underpins that economy and keeps keeps uh, money in people's pockets, is still at record lows, like lifetime lows here. And you know, we just got new numbers in today, so this chart that we're looking at here is a couple weeks out of date, but the numbers didn't really change and. Uh, We've got 3.7% unemployment. And we, we've talked about this a little bit off and on this fall that, you know, it's hard to believe that, you know, things are as bad or going to get as bad as folks say they're going to get or feel like they're going to get if nobody's out of work yet, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. How bad can a recession be if everybody still has a job? <laughs> right. Right, right, yeah, because we I think we've used this line here earlier this year that uh, you know the definition of a recession is when your neighbor loses his job and a depression is when you lose yours, and and so far very few net people have lost their job. Now there has been there has been quite a bit there have been quite a few layoff announcements out in Silicon Valley, and a lot of tech companies are laying people off. But there's but the net numbers actually the economy as of this morning it created another two hundred thousand plus jobs in October. Yeah, which is remarkable for everything going on with inflation and companies tightening that we haven't seen things change in terms of unemployment rate and unemployment in yeah. general. And and to top that off, the numbers that came out, there was a looking at the Wall Street Journal, it looks like five point one percent wage growth. So not only are yeah. people continuing to hold on to their jobs, but they're also getting a decent raise. Now, keep in mind, inflation over that same time frame was, you know, in the eight, nine percent range. Right. But, you know, not necessarily keeping up, but getting close. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's also, you know, going back to the the tech jobs, um, you know, some of the pundits have put it out there that really what happened was during the pandemic, those companies overhired because they were worried about having capacity as everybody did everything online and yada, yada, yada. And now things are just kind of reverting to normal as far as that goes. So we'll see how it plays out. Yeah. And it sounds like, and I haven't done too much digging into it, but it sounds like it's almost more of a cyclical thing that happens Mm -hmm. in tech a lot of times anyways, than necessarily a direct response, obviously some response to what's going on, but maybe not as direct a function of what's going on in the markets. So a little of both, I think. So the third 
point that uh, we can look to as a bright spot for investors here as we wind down a not fun year is that now with uh, interest rates being higher and the bond market having come down a bit, there's actually income in fixed income these days. Imagine that, right? Not only income and fixed income, but also we've seen, you know, cash savings rates uh, get a little bit of uh, rate of return there as well. So it's been interesting. This is a, you know, this is one that we've talked about a lot in client meetings, Dave. And and I kind Mm -hmm. of, it's, I kind of use the analogy of eating your vegetables when you're a kid. (laughs) Yeah, they're gross, but all those vitamins should make you a healthy adult. And so the same kind of things going on in fixed income where you don't like those losses that you have holding those bonds. Right. But as those bonds mature and you buy bonds at a higher interest rate, your portfolio is going to be that much stronger. And that's kind of what we're seeing happen. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the hard part for, for most of our investors when it comes that way, comes comes to this point, is that that's all happening inside of a fund, you know, you don't own the individual bonds, so you don't see them mature. You don't see the old one and a half percent bond that's been around for five or six years mature and those proceeds get invested in a new bond just like it, but that's maybe yielding 4% now. Um, That's all happening behind the scenes, but it's going to, it's going to prop up those bond funds in a way that's kind of, um, you got to have a little faith and, and a little patience, but it, it's it's part of the part of the expectation there. Yeah, and another thing that's been uh, extremely hurtful is that at the same time the bond markets, uh, interest rates are rising, bond f- prices are going down, the stock market is also down. So we've had that multiple. You know, it, not only are you eating your vegetables, but you got to go to bed early too and get that <laughs> extra rest. <laughs> you can tell who's got younger children. <laughs> A little, little farther removed from those analogies, but yeah, I, I hear you. I hear you. So, but just you know, some examples like the Treasury index, the the average yield on that since two thousand nine has been one point seven percent, and it's now four point two. I mean, that's a that's a big jump in Treasuries, mm-hmm. and just the just the general U.S. aggregate bond index. The average since 2009 has been 2.5% income and it's now 4.7% interest. So, you know, those are, sure, that doesn't sound like a lot, but those are big moves for the bond market. And, uh, and so, you know, if, uh, if, if income is what you're looking for from your investments, there's a lot more opportunity out there now. Yeah. Not to mention the protection that, that, potentially provides should the Fed decide that, you know, they have pushed us into recession. Now they need to start easing off, raising interest rates or even lowering them. Um, That's going to kind of help keep your portfolio balanced here in the future. So, you know, in a, in a topsy turvy, crazy year and uh, you know, it's certainly not been as much fun to be on our side of the desks this year. Um, trying to explain what's going on and and help people, you know, keep their keep their faith in in, in investment strategies and, and what's going on in the world. Um, you know, here's a couple silver linings to think about as we uh, trudge into uh, the Christmas season and the end of the year. 
Yeah, and if anything, I would say if I could give some advice on on some of the stuff that we talked about is remember you're a long-term investor and these things, you know, there's some things that are going on that aren't great in the short run, but I think a lot of what's happening in the response is going to make the longer-term returns that much better. So yeah, yeah. Keep the faith, keep invested, and (laughs) yeah. Remember what your goal is, right? Exactly, exactly. And you know, and I guess I'll add to that one thing I've been thankful for is that by and large, our clients have been resilient this year. And you know, I look at it as the accumulation of a lot of lessons learned along the way, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, that uh, we do need to keep that long-term focus and think about what these things are going to mean like four or five years from now, not six months from now. So um, we will post the charts uh, that we went through, these three things to be thankful for on the show notes if you're interested in that. And if you have questions or if you have something that you're thankful for that you want to share, feel free to shoot us an email at info at srbadvisors.com. As always, Dave, I am thankful for you, my friends. Well, thank you, Nick. <laughs> I'm just glad to be here and I appreciate that having you along for the ride. Uh, take care. All right. Take care. Gather around and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com.